This is Ben and Libby here with another episode of the Sunfire Squid Podcast. Hello. Libby is laryngitis, apparently. No. Oh, she's talking in an inverted voice. Yeah. Or she sucks in. Yeah. You know, my mom used to say that that was bad for <laughs> your voice if you did that, but she thought that everything was bad for your voice. Basically, if you did anything interesting or unusual with your body, she was like, that's probably bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to start out, we're going to feature two poems, one written by me and one written by Libby's sister, Mandy, actually, because a couple of weeks ago, she contacted Libby and I and got us together to have a little writing circle with some of her friends. So she had some prompts and things like that, and we did some free writing, and I got a poem and a short story out of it. And uh, one of her prompts was she had a bunch of items, and we had to grab something, and that would inspire us to write something. I wrote a story, and she, be, she being Mandy, wrote an epic poem about a chip clip, which is hilarious. So this is Mandy's later recording of her poem, Chip Clip. Chip Clip. Chip Clip. Rhymey. Catchy. Chip Clip. Bouncy. Pinchy. Chip Clip. Hurts when you clamp your nose. The keeper of chips, the fender of staleness, the preserver of crisp. Names too grand for our little plastic friend, jaws bound together by a meager little wire. Who jerry-rigged this invention? Someone tired of folding bags and tucking the lips under the jar of peanut butter. Someone who hates plastic baggies. Chip clip. Chip clip. Shh, listen. He can say it. He isn't strong enough for notebook pages, and he's no music stand. But with a team of his pals, he can hold the sheets of your blanket fort in place. Chip clip! Did you see, dear little friend, darling kitchen tool? I chose you over teapot, pineapple, and beer. You are our tiny unsung hero. In the pondering of what matters, your name will never hear. I got you for a bargain. One ninety-eight for you and almost twenty of your friends. Cash money's well spent. Chip clip. And now I'm going to read the poem that I wrote based on the prompt she gave us, which was simply, What Matters? So I guess that's the title of the poem. So this is What Matters. Productivity is the engine. It thrusts us propelled by the smog of real life and trickled into fuel for doing. The toxic sap of mishaps can syrup into new ideas and gas the petals to produce like propellers and bud and pinwheel and bloom. What matters is the colors dropped, not just in spring, but before and after, when the energy is just in fumes. When we die, the flowers we fertilize under the soil and above the soil are the trail that leads to where we were, who we were, where we're going. Even dead, we're running underground. So next we're going to play a song called Permafrost by an artist named Lorena Segura. I found her through YouTube, through a project that the, uh, the YouTube channel of Vlogbrothers did to try to find new talent or whatever, so they uh, promoted her song on the internet. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's Permafrost by Lorena Segura. Sometimes I feel Okay. 
Close to Halloween, and uh, people will be telling ghost stories. 
and be dressing up like ghosts. <laughs> and you, but you were denied access to this holiday early in life, right? Well, yes. There was a time when I was in grade school and I was not allowed to celebrate it because my mother was worried about witches snapping us up or something. <laughs> Such oppression. <laughs> I know. All I wanted was some free damn candy. <laughs> I don't blame my mom for being scared, I guess. I do. <laughs> because we had a lot of uh, experience with the supernatural in our house. Um, when I, I don't even remember how old I was. I was really young, but old enough to remember it for myself. It was late one night. I was laying in bed, and I was awake for some reason. And I looked out the door, and I saw someone go into the bathroom. And I thought gotta be Mandy. It, it came from the area of her room. It's just her going to the bathroom. But I think <laughs> somewhere deep down I knew that it wasn't her because it sort of looked weird. <clears throat> like it could have been her because it was a girl, but it sort of was luminescent. Um, and I was really brave as a kid for some reason because when Mandy didn't come out of the bathroom, I went down to check and no one was in there. And I had watched and no one had come out either, you know, so I told my family the next day and I'm pretty sure that none of them believed me, of course, because I was a small child. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, you were dreaming. Jeez. <laughs> um, but then, I don't know how soon after it was. It was not that long, I guess. My sister Mandy was laying in bed with my mom for some reason. They were, it was at nighttime and they were talking or something. And my other sister would come in and, like, throw pillows at them just, you know, because they're having fun. And then, I guess, Becky, my other sister, went to bed, and Mandy was still in bed with my mom, and they saw someone come in. They threw a pillow at it, and it went through it, and then it sunk into the floor. <laughs> so creepy. And they, like, were like, what the hell? So... <laughs> that wasn't Becky. So they looked. No one was at the bottom of the bed. They ran into Becky's room. She was asleep. They ran into my room. I was asleep. And so they're like, oh, maybe he was right. And I'm like, yeah, now you believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom and I went to get a massage. It was my birthday present. So this was shortly before I went back to school. And we were kind of oily, so I was going to take a shower. And she said, throw your clothes down when you're, like, before you get into the shower so that I can put them in the wash. And I had forgotten to do that, so as I was getting out of the shower, I heard her outside the door and I thought she was grabbing my clothes. Um, so I was wrapped up in a towel and I wanted to rip the door open and scare her because, you know, we scare each other in my family. Um, but the joke was on me because she wasn't out there and my clothes were still there and I was 100% positive that she had come, like, that the noise that I had heard was her grabbing my clothes. So I was creeped out and then I saw like some sort of shadow thing go at the other end of the house, go into my parents' room. And instead of being brave that time, I just closed the bathroom door. I'm like, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been more of a skeptic than Libby because I've never really seen anything. And my mom even said she never felt like our house was, you know, that there was never any like, interesting presence or any scary presence there. But really the closest thing that ever happened was um, I was laying in bed and um, 
it didn't feel like something sat down next to my face in the bed. It feel, felt like something got up after having already been there. So I was laying there and it felt like the, the sliding feeling like of a, somebody's butt right next to my face on the, on the mattress going and sliding off to get up. And being a skeptic, I immediately opened my eyes and I was like, nope, this can't be. So I opened my eyes and looked for something and there was, of course, nothing there. And I feel like on the ground, nothing had fallen off onto the, onto the carpet or anything like that. And it was, there was nothing there. And I had just gone to bed, so it was like... It was like when I got there, there was already somebody's butt, <laughs> butt print by my face, that's, a ghost butt. That's great. I know. And then uh, not too long ago, in this apartment, only like a few weeks ago, I was having trouble sleeping because I had to get up early. So Libby's friend Maggie was visiting, and um, I was in bed, and then I heard, started to hear this really weird, almost impossible to imitate sound. It sounded almost like music, but then at, at other times it sounded like maybe like a weird man lady like moaning in like a weird rhythmic musical pattern like maybe there's like a crazy hobo outside going <laughs> it was really very strange noise so i'm sitting there listening to it for like 30 seconds like what the heck i was like well oh, i gotta pee so i got up and i'm like in the bathroom and the whole time i'm listening to it like loud and clear and i'm just like i don't know what that is but then i was like i went back to bed i'm like ah oh, whatever and i think it had stopped at that point so i'm like it's not a big deal. It's not like anything scary actually came of it. Like a second after that, after I closed my eyes, bang! You see this loud banging noise, like somebody like drop kicked our door. And I was like, okay, that's different. So then I was like laying there for like five minutes and then eventually nothing else happened and I went to bed. What about the paper story? Here. Paper story. When you ripped up all the paper. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's probably the, the craziest thing that happened to me. Yeah, it's funny. So I drew a picture when I was really little of something creepy or something I didn't want anybody to see for whatever reason. Probably like a demon or something. <laughs> something scary, I think it was. Or an, a naked lady. Or like a naked lady or something. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the first time I thought it, I was like, maybe it's a demon. Then when I was telling Libby, I was like, maybe it was like a naked picture of some naked lady or something like that. Either way, I didn't want somebody to see it. So I ripped it up into like 50 pieces, tiny little pieces, right? So then I, I'm like, well, I don't want, if I like put this in the in the trash, I don't want somebody to like get together and be like, oh look, I can see like a vagina in there. Or something. <laughs> so I didn't want them to find it. So I took every little individual piece and I hid them all over my room and maybe even all over the house. I think it was just my room though, and like completely like hard to find the areas. Like my closet was just a mess of clothes. So I would just like stuff like a tiny little one centimeter by one centimeter piece into the clothes. Put another one like on the other side of the room under my bed, all over the room, right? And then I would leave. And my brother wasn't even home. So then like a few hours later, I think I came back, it was like nighttime. So I come back into the room and all of the pieces are on a pile on his nightstand, all collected, like from all over the room. That freaked me out so much that my voice cracked. <laughs> and he wasn't even there, he didn't see me. And even if he had seen me hide them, you know how hard it would be to retrieve those tiny little leaflets? It's virtually impossible. And they were all in a bundle. Uh, at least they weren't like reformed into a paper. That would have been crazy. <laughs> All right, so for our final segment, we're going to play a song um, by the girl who contacted us. Her name is Lauren Bateman, and the song uh, was, she said it was written for one of her aunts who had died from pancreatic cancer at an early or young age. Uh, you can check her out at laurenbateman.com. And the name of the song is Guardian Angel. Sorry for all the times I may have let you down 
Short these things. 